Let's have some fun and begin. Let the games begin. Triple M. Welcome back to the Triple M CG. Tony Squires, Mark Bosnich, and Matthew Hayden. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Well, it only took one day for Bosnich and Hayden to send Tony Squires to the nut house. He's <laughs> Later, gone. Squires. He's gone. He's gone. He could only last a couple of hours. No, he he's on back page Fox Sports Yeah, duties. but I am tonight as well. After the show. So He's why the is host. He... Oh. The host needs to put in more time. Uh, by the way, my name's Dan Ganane. I'm part of the Sydney and Brisbane yes. uh, Rush Hour and Triple M NRL. But more importantly, the stars of the show, Mark Bosditch, Matty Hayden. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What about your host deciding uh, after one day he's got better things oh, to do? Ridiculous. He reckons yeah. we should have started on Wednesday, Hados. He's just soft, mate. But actually, I tell you what, maybe he's got sick of you spraying your mic <laughs> with, with the, the eucalyptus, eucalyptus spray. I mean, that would drive me crazy. Buddy. Oh, there it is again. It smells phenomenal. <laughs> I can't get it when I go to Coles, you know. Lots to get through uh, uh, for the next uh, two hours. Curtis Stone, speaking of Coles, yes. is going to join us and give us some cooking tips. I, 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 I can't wait. You know what I want to do, Boz? Tell me. Or compare. Matty Hayden really thinks of himself. He thinks he's a better cook or chef than a, than a test batsman. I want to I want to hear Curtis Stone's I thoughts. I think it's his great hobby. I've yeah, seen, seen a, the Hados on TV when I first come back to Australia <laughs> doing some great dishes. Uh, also, English cricketers uh, out drinking till 3.30 in the morning. We'll see if mm. these two former athletes have any dramas with that mm. uh, and uh, plenty of other things non-sport related. This is mm. not a sport show, I should remind you, even though you've got some sporting people involved. It yeah. is the KFC summer session. We've got a serious story uh, after this. A person, a young lady, suffering methanol poisoning. This is this is something that every parent would read and be very, very concerned nightmare. about. Every parent's nightmare. Hate us. Oh, mate, absolutely. Honestly, as a father with uh, three three little ones, but in particular a little girl, mm. to think that someone could actually poison your child just makes you sick to the very core. It's mm. just such a bad thing to happen well, to your little one. Yeah, we'll talk about that after this. Lots to get through between now. And uh, the end of the show in a couple of hours. It is the KFC Summer Session. We do it for KFC Sweet Sesame Crunch. More after this. The KFC Summer Session. We do it for the Sweet Sesame Crunch, fueling the green and gold bucket heads right around Australia. You'll see them at the cricket. <laughs> crunch. Cricket starts on Thursday. You'll see them all at Adelaide Oval. I have the KFC yeah, green and gold bucket heads. You can try okay. a piece of the Sweet Sesame Crunch for $2 today. you got Mark Bosich, Maddie Hayden, Dan Ganane in for Tony Squires. Mm. Uh, Maddie, I know a story you're very pa- passionate about is one that was in the papers today. You can call us up on one triple three five three if you've had similar experiences. But uh, a 17-year-old girl who was in Bali, mm. um, serious in serious trouble after having her drink spiked. Um, it was it was basically methanol poisoning which which got her. So very very serious conditions. She had to be flown to Darwin. Looks like she'll be okay, but not after a horrific ride. And I know. Maddie Hayden, you're very concerned. You've got a daughter about to enter the age where she's going to start to go out. So this one really got you. Well, I hope she doesn't go out just yet, Dan. She's 11. <laughs> but you know what? It's just such a tragedy. And alcohol for me is is an important part of our culture and a great way of life. But something like ethanol, which is which is more or less 100% proof, that is just mm. simply poison. You know, so to have your little one at 17 years old go off to a bar in Bali and have it spiked. Especially considering that just only recently, you know, we had another victim here, a young fellow, uh, Liam Davies, 
that uh, also passed away mm. of something similar is really concerning. And look, Bozzy, you know, as a father as well, oh. mate, just how much do you love your kids? You know, you've spent your whole life mm. raising them. You've you've tried to educate them as best to to how they're going to handle themselves in mm. situations around the bar. But unbeknowingly, two cocktails later, and this poor little girl is being in really serious condition and flying. It is a tragedy. You're exactly right. It's absolutely ridiculous in this day and age as well. I mean, I've I've seen it myself personally. Um, but like Hadel said, I mean, my dad used to turn around and say, you know, you do exactly what Hadel said. You do your best bringing up your children, and then when you let them go, you hope for the best. I mean, what type of what type of advice can you can you give to a child to avoid mm. that? It is ridiculous. Now, I've seen it before, but fortunately, the, the group of people that I was with in England saw what was happening. Somebody actually paid a barman yeah. to put something in a girl's drink so so that he could try to take advantage of her later. We wow. saw it wow. and and basically not only told the girl, and then she was ill afterwards. She was all over the shop, but sort of you know made sure that the guy was was ejected. Like maybe you, just you, simple rule. Well, if you, if you don't open it, then you can't drink it. Well, exactly. I'm just thinking maybe put a plastic top on the, on the top of it. But the bottom line is, is, is the people that are actually thinking about doing these things or are doing these things. What are they? Well, they, they've no, got they've got to suffer severe penalties if found out. Plus, if it's the barman, the bar they're working at, that can suffer a severe penalty as well. So it's their responsibility to make sure that the characters serving the drinks are of, of proper moral quality to do it. So that's next level stuff because we've all heard the warnings and given the warnings to to women in particular mm. about. Uh, uh, not letting you drink out of your sight mm. because there are blokes there that will want to try to take advantage. Yeah, so you can understand that. But when you've got a barman, part of the act, mm. what can you, there's nothing, Hados, you could do. I mean, apart from, as you said, just, you know, drinking something in which you have to open the bottle yourself. If you go for a cocktail, jeez. But yeah, maybe that's just the rule, you know, for, for all our young listeners out there. It's maybe that is the rule. You just say, okay, I'm going to set myself to have a really good night, mm. but unless I actually physically either open it or I see it open, then I can't touch it because mm. you just don't know. No. Oh, I watch the barman as well. I do. I watch the, if I go to get a, so just say the three of us are out and it was my round, I, I'd go here, this is what I'd like, the bar, barman or barwoman, I, this is what I'd like to drink. Dan would like a, what's the name? Hayden would like this. I'd like my um, vodka. And I watch them. Yeah, but you say that, and, and, and I watch them. Yeah, like how a hawk, can you buddy? watch them like a hawk when it's such the atmosphere is like a hawk, buddy. Everyone's bumping into each other. They're going off to one part and another. How can you keep your eye on the barman the whole time? See, if, if Squires was here, it'd be only it'd, it'd be only it'd be only you and me going up to the bar, mate, because uh, the moths <laughs> fly out of the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Already, hey, look, plenty of calls coming through. One triple three five three. Look. Can you tell similar stories? Have you had your drink spike? Are you a mum and dad? Has it happened to one of yours? Give us a call, 13353. KFC Summer Session. The KFC Summer Session. Here for the next five weeks, I believe uh, Mark and Mark Bozich and Matty Hayden. Here yep. for the long run. Long run, buddy. Three Ooh, weeks the on, then Lock two weeks in. off, and then two weeks again. Um, but you know during that two weeks off, I'm coming in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, have you got a pass to the building? No. But I'll that get might, up here somehow. That might be a problem. Yeah, I know. By the <laughs> way, I'm, I'm looking at a rundown here that says Boz's workout tips. <laughs> oh, Buddy, listen. What are you going to be telling us? Champion, champion, listen, right? They want me to do every day sort of these sort of facts of life and go and pre-record. I'm not going to let everybody in on the secret, but today is about the workout. So I just come mm. out. It's a little bit tongue and or a lot tongue and You are looking quite finely tuned, though, I've Thank got to say. Thank you very much, Maddie. Are you like one of those reform smokers that now you have got fit and you do yeah. look great? Now you need to tell the world and you need to just say, hey... You all should well, be doing no, what I do. No, actually, because they're very tongue-in-cheek. When you listen to it, you'll understand. We do know understand. one thing, Dan. He can't take his shirt off because he's got a tat 
and it might be discriminated against. I heard your tattoo checked uh, yesterday. One triple three five three. Plenty of people want to have their say about this uh, rather insidious story in the paper today about the seventeen-year-old uh, girl from um, from New South Wales had a drink spiked in Bali. Mm, it was me- it was methanol poisoning. I mean, this is serious stuff. Had to be flown to Darwin. Seems to be okay. But uh, boys, plenty of people have their own stories to tell on one triple three five three. And Boz, we start with Max. Hello, Max. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Let's go. Um, I just came back from Bali from a uni trip, and I went to the Bounty a few times, actually. Mm. And I get your point about going up to the bar and seeing the drink. That's all well and good. But you get this group of Balinese guys coming up to you with the drink menu already prepared. You pay for the drink, and then they bring it to you. So it's just crazy how easy it will be to get it spiked. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. So can't you say, though, Max, look, I'm not going to be a part of that kind of activity. Can't you just do something independent to that? Of course you can. You definitely can. You can go up to the bar... But the thing is, once you see everybody do it around you, I guess after a few drinks, the peer pressure gets mm, in, and it's just yeah. it's just easy. You just got to make sure you're with a bunch of friends, so mm. if anything does happen, they can take care of you. Isn't that atmosphere there, Max? That there's something like this could happen. Oh, everybody knows that it could happen. Everybody's mm. heard the stories. The locals even tell you about like the fact that you could go blind and all that stuff. But I don't mm. know. I think it's I think it's a big peer pressure thing, especially with that age. All right. All right. Well, and speaking about peer pressure, why do you have to go to Bali? I don't understand. Well, it's cheap, and it's... Got it's, good it's, surf. Yeah, and it's only, what, eight hours away on a plane, eight, nine hours away oh, on a plane. We've got some of the best sites to go to here in terms of surf and, and great... Yeah, but we love to travel, don't we? That, that's sort of part of our culture. We love to sort of get out there and get amongst it. All right, we'll go into state then. Well, Boz, I think this uh, next caller might be on uh, your uh, way of thinking. Right. Neil, hello. Uh, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, um, I agree. It's, there's a lot of places here in Australia good to go, but, of course, we all want to go overseas, and... It, it escapes me as to why people would go to somewhere like Bali, especially when this drink spiking thing, kids have been injured before mm. with it. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's happened in the past, I mean, the most recent incident with the uh, phone tapping scandal, I mean, there were, the government even put out warnings about the place and it still escapes me why you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's other places in the world, Thailand, Malaysia, yeah. you know, a lot of other places in Asia that are just as good, if not better, and probably just as cheap anyway. Well, in fact, they are just as cheap, so... It just escapes me why people go there. All right, good on you. Thank you for your call, Neil. Have you, either of you two, been there? I've oh. been to Bali. I can, it was a great holiday. I mean, I love to surf, but it was also mm. good for the family as well. We had a beautiful little place right by the beach. It was so crazy. We had good food. You could pretty much design your menu um, from breakfast through to lunch. Mm. I was. I really and enjoyed it's it. I actually, well, man, I didn't have much of an expectation to be honest. But when I did get there, I was really pleasantly surprised about how good a family holiday it was. Well, I, yeah, I went there as well. I can't remember which girl it was, um, but I remember uh, <laughs> oh, going there. But I was very. Fo- what, what are you, <laughs> you are random, boss. I'm just seriously. telling the truth. All right. All right. All right. I'm just saying. I went there in the '90s. Oh, let's just say it was my second wife. I went there with my second wife, and we stayed at a couple's resort. But I was. I wasn't in the general population, so I was pretty much shielded from all that. Does it get confusing, like boss? Jail. Well, no, Maybe it saying... was with the second wife. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ados. No, you know what I'm saying, Tess. I, I feel a little bit um, sort of wrong to actually make judgments on when they you go on a boys' holiday or mm. like when you're single and so forth. That's all. Well, Bali's not the only place you get your drinks spiked. I was uh, on a Kentucky tour and it was in Lyon in France where mm, a girl had her drink uh, spiked by one of the locals there. That's what I mean. Well, it's scary because you're in a place where they don't speak English and you've got to rush into a hospital mm. and you can't speak mm. their language and they can't speak yours. Anyway. Chris has uh, called us on one <laughs> emergency. You hear my pal, Matthew? <laughs> Drink spike, less spike. Chris is on us. No wonder Tony's been sent to the nut house. Chris has called us on one triple three five three. Chris, fire away. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, hey, yeah, I've been to Bali, but um, it wasn't actually in Bali. It was at a Sydney establishment. And um, I was dancing with a group of girls, and I'd had a 
no, I'd already had a, had a gut full and a gut full of like grog and that. So we got onto the girly drinks and started drinking them. And I had it sitting down with the girls' drinks, and mm. I was up dancing with them. And then probably about half an hour later, mate, I yeah, I, I went downhill real quick. Mm. Mm. But started getting headaches and like someone was trying to rip my intestines out, and I ended up throwing throwing up for probably about half a night. Mate, I was just I was just stoked that it was in my drink and not the girls. So, mm. but it was um. Not a great, not a great experience. Terrible though. feeling when you're out of control, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. So obviously uh, they've seen a girly drink. They thought, here we go. Here's an easy target. Uh, we'll get the girl. Yeah. And ended up. Do you know what it was, Chris, that they got you with? Man, I, I could, I've experimented with drugs in my time, and I, it was like nothing I'd ever had. I, it would just knock my socks off and just put me on my ass, so to speak. I just, yeah, um, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And if I had done it to a girl, that'd be like half my size, like they all were, man. Sounds like, bad, sounds like a bad scene out of Weekend at Bernie's or something like yeah. that. It would have been Shocker. horrible. Shocker. Right, and we could, I tell you, we could take Marty and Jamie and Mark and Gary and Lorraine. They've all got stories, mm-hmm. but uh, we could do this for the next two hours, but we'll move on. But some very, very scary stories indeed. This be is careful. The, be careful, everyone. This mm. is the KFC Summer Session. The KFC Summer Session. Matty Hayden, Mark Bosvich, Dan Ganane in for Tony Squires. And now it is time for... Uh, Boz's workout tips uh, not work now today it is working out this is your this is your but I've got to warn you it's it's you've got to listen because it's very very quick time for another masterclass in life from Mark Bosnich today's topic working out you got a door you got a gym this is Mark Bosnich goodbye the KFC Summer Session. You've got Mark Bosnich you've got Matty Hayden you've got Dan Ganone Boz before DG. we get, before we get on to our next topic uh, that was a wonderful uh, workout tip for life. I told you, it wasn't like the ex-smokers thing. But what about, can I just bring bring yes. it back just for a moment? Mm. You got a door, you got a gym. This is Mark Bosnich, goodbye. The American accent? Oh, because that's what they do, I mean. That was the two things, I got the tap out. Well, was it I your advice it... for life or is it the infomercial people's advice for life? Well, mm. kind of a bit of both. Because I I got the tap out, which I do every day now, but the one I got before that was actually put on your door. So it was like, you know, like Morty Seinfeld. Remember the Seinfeld? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, Dan, but I didn't get much out of it. You you've go, got man. a door, you've got a gym. That could mean anything. But I'm happy after what he said, well, Haydos. What about what when he turned around and said, I hope you're not one of these ex-smokers going to tell us now how good it is. And I was oh, I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> you got a door, you got a gym. Now, uh, you want abs, you got to work hard. The big sports story of the day. Uh, the English cricketers being out until reportedly 3.30 on Sunday night slash Monday morning uh, in Adelaide, not getting up to any misbehaviour, just uh, enjoying themselves, having a good night out, having a few drinks. Yeah, good old Bowser. This is three days before a test match, though. So the question, and I'll leave this, well, Monday morning, oh, okay, Thursday, yeah. the test starts on Thursday, oh, yeah, so Monday, Tuesday, so okay, four days, I'll give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, Boz, but any drama, Matty Hayden, I'll come to you first, you know the cricket culture with... Yeah. Yes a team or a few players from a team being out on the drink four days before a test match well the thing is the Poms have been moaning about their preparation so they've been out to Alice Springs now they're coming back into Adelaide Oval and let me tell you boys Adelaide and that ground has the best training facilities on the planet so mm-hmm. as a batsman you just want to get in there and bat a million hours so if you're out into the on the soup until 3.30 in the morning pretty much writes out that entire day mm-hmm. assuming the fact that you're actually going to train sometime in the morning which is pretty typical of what happens you know a couple of days out from a test match so you know they're, they're just it's just a terrible look I mean if you're winning and you're having an absolute disco then you're on the money but you know what if you're losing you're trying to do everything you possibly can not only from a perception point of view but also just personally you just want to give yourself the best chance to actually play good cricket and that is not one of them yeah well it's the same if, if you're winning i guess i've 
Look, four days out. I mean, we spoke about this, Haydos, didn't we? The four days out from any game, major sporting event, and all mm. that. You really are uh, pushing. We don't know for certain that they were drinking. That was the ass- and the assumption that everyone's made. Um, but uh, but you're not sleeping. No, not you're not well. having a good night's you're sleep. In, you talk about you're in Adelaide. Um, it, it's it, no disrespect to Adelaide uh, listeners, by the way. It's not the biggest of towns, and you you we're are a touring side playing in the. The biggest competition that there is in in world cricket in terms of the Ashes, Australia yeah. is cricket mad. If you think you're going to go out and no one's going to see it, especially with social media, well, you're living on another planet. But um, look, I, if they weren't drinking, um, I mean, the only thing is what Hayda says: if they're training in the morning, no, they had all the Monday off. They so, had all Monday off. So okay. Monday was a day off. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's management four, has said four that days before fo- the game that it wouldn't happen in our sport. Put that, not four days, maybe seven days. But um, and when you're losing, I'm sure that. Well, I'm sure the managers I had might. When you're losing, they'll be saying no going out. Simple as that. Because if anyone sees you out, they're gonna they're gonna well, imply. You well, know, just go your, out. Your still water is gonna be a vodka. Your orange juice is gonna be vodka and oranges. People are gonna make out it, it, it's worse than it was. If you're winning, a little bit different. Yeah, you want to be doing all the right things. You know, your media are on your back. You actually just want to try and put your best foot forward, surely. And that's just not one of them, I, I don't think, anyway. And, I mean, it's been tried many times, Dan, let me tell you, mm. boys going out, you know, four or five days before a game, but it just doesn't work. Isn't, wasn't Shane the- uh, Warren's theories, what was one of them, that uh, the, you can go out and do what you want until midnight, but after midnight, cricket owns you or something like that? It's yeah, it was, it, it was something like that, yeah. it was. I mean, that was started, you know, well before um, our era sort of came through. It was pretty much up till midnight, is your time. Anything after midnight is team time. So it's a pretty good standard rule. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. All right. But you know what's going to happen, don't you? I mean, the, the players that were out were Kevin Peterson and Stuart, Stuart Broad. And wasn't uh, Johnny Bairstow out? Johnny Bairstow, who yeah, unlikely if, to be part of the team. We know what's going to happen if they happen to do well in Adelaide. They're going to throw <laughs> it back in their, in their face. If they don't, I mean, they've really got to perform now, you know? Because if they, if they don't, people are going to turn around and go, well, look, there you go. Mm. Mm. Well... Stuart Broad, we'll see, he, won't we? he reacted uh, for the, after the first, well, during the first test and hit back at all the uh, critics, I, particularly I the newspaper. I think they're just starting to understand. I don't think they understand. I mean, Haydos will be able to probably correct me if I'm wrong, of how intense not only are the Australian team, but the Australian public about winning back the Ashes. And I think even with the media and everything, they're, I think they're surprised. I, honestly, I really do. I don't well, they're, not, they're not helping themselves, boss. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if they were playing out of their skin, mm. then you'd go, well, whatever. The media and the opposition side, you're not focused on anything else when you're winning other than yourselves. And, and having a me- slapping a media ban on all Australian uh, outlets, Matty, that it's stuff a bad doesn't look, work. It? It's a bad look and it, it never works. You're not going to beat the media. No, because the thing is, you want to be actually able to talk to people. That, that's where I think, you know, sides go wrong when they go through and that look of being harassed by a journo who's there for good reason, and that is to connect the fans to the actual players. And I think job. you've got to realise he's just doing his job. It's not his fault, is he? No. He's been asked by an editor or a producer to do that. So you can't take it out on that fella. It's a All bad right. look. All right, this is the KFC Summer Session. More coming up, including... <clears throat> The male contraceptive pill. <laughs> now that's a tease. KFC Summer Session, more after this. The KFC Summer Session. KFC Summer Session, we do it for the sweet sesame crunch. Only $2 at uh, KFC. Crunch. You've got uh, Matty Hayden, Mark Bozic, Dan Ganane in for Tony Squires. And let me rep- uh, read this report. Uh, males who are listening, take particular note. Okay. A male contraceptive pill could be available within 10 years after Melbourne scientists discovered a way to make male mice 
temporary infertile. Attempts to create a contraceptive for men have been hampered by concerns over its impact on function, reversibility, and the health of future offspring. But Monash University researchers say their technique like a temporary chemical vasectomy avoided these pitfalls by simply stopping the sperm in its tracks. Now, this is in 10 years' time, though, right? Hopefully. That'd be good for us. Hopefully. Hopefully. That'd be 52. Yeah, exactly. With a couple of question marks and a lot of eyebrow raising, I would have thought. Gentlemen. 52. All right. All right, Matty. I'll be 51 year, but I'll tell you, I reckon it'd be a good time. How old are you then? Are you pro the... I'm 35 now, so I'll be 45 know, then. Be young for you, maybe, yeah. Okay. I'll try it first for you. Me and Haydos will try for you. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I'll tell nah. you what. Huh? I'm not in. Go on, Haydos. You go first. No, nah, well, as a, as a Catholic and a uh, the rhythm method, <laughs> no, oh. I'm no chance. No chance at all. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Just uh, enjoying your drive home. <laughs> No way, You've even no. got Bosnich uh, laughing. Uh, you've oh, Bosnich, seriously. <laughs> Bosnich went plus... down for a standing eight <laughs> count there, but he's back up, he's back up. So not for you, Matty Hayden? No, not for me, no, I don't think so. I'd be too forgetful, I reckon, for a start. No chance. Bozer, what are you... What do you mean Bozer is out on the no, count here. I'll What's cut, wrong I'll with you, cut my glove like, uh, like uh, Ali against Henry Cooper that time I'm looking at. All right, so he's out. Uh, Matty Hayden, what about you? I'll take it. What am I going to say? I'll take, I'll take it. With my history, of course I'm going to take it. Oh, yeah, well, hang on. There's a difference between history. You know, I know what no, you're I'm referring to. I'm just saying to, to yeah, you know what I'm referring to in terms of my, my personal part. But you're, gonna, you're happy to be the guinea pig and... I, not so much to get it, but I would take it. Like if, if they said it was all okay and so forth and all, I'm I'm happy to take responsibility off. I think women have got enough responsibility for, uh, as it as it happens as it as it goes anyway. So I'm happy to take it. Yeah, but it. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for the women for a moment. Right. So a man and a woman, they're about to, uh, you know, uh, consummate the relationship. That's right. That's yes. a very nice way of putting it. Uh, and the <laughs> and the man goes, "Don't worry." Don't, when she says, "Have you got anything?" Don't worry. I've taken the pill. Yeah, and she's going to believe that hook, line, and sinker, yeah, well, and he's going to say whatever he's going to say whatever's going to get him. If it's a down single type of thing, yes. If you've got a relationship, no, she knows him. Well, look, listen, I took it out on the street this afternoon, and let's just have a listen what men said. Now, today's question is: As a male, would you take a contraceptive pill? Absolutely, yeah. Would you take a contraceptive pill? Absolutely. That's two from two. If there was a male contraceptive pill, would you take one? Hell no. Why not? Uh, it should be the chick's responsibility, shouldn't it? Oh, oh no. Why not? Dear me. I wouldn't trust it. Here we go. If there was a male contraceptive pill, would you take one? Yes. Why? Not sure. There we go. Would you take one? Not at this point. I still want to have kids. There we go. Survey over. Yeah, so I'm with that last guy. Even that guy said it's... She's very international. Very international vox popping, uh, Boz. I just go out in the street. I just do a survey. doesn't matter what they look like, buddy. I need to ask people. I just go up to them. By the way, ladies... By the way, you want to see the look I get for some people as I'm coming up to them. What about that third... Who's this weirdo? What about about that third person? (laughs) Oh, it's the chick's responsibility. That's what I went, oh. Ladies, you can call in and we'll give you happily give you his details if you want to hook up. (laughs) This is the KFC Summer Session. The KFC Summer Session. Yes, your summer drive show, the KFC Summer Session with Boz with Matty Hayden, with Dan Ganane in for Tony Squires. Looking forward to Curtis Stone joining us, uh, the yes. celebrity chef. Uh, he'll be in uh, in about uh, 15 minutes. But now it is time for this. Time for another masterclass in life from Mark Bosnich. Today's topic, working out. If you're looking good, work out socially. If not, don't. This is Mark Bosnich. Goodbye. The KFC Summer Session. 
You're looking yeah. good, buddy. I mean, everyone, I, yeah, we all go through periods, don't we, Alex, when, when you have to get back into shape. I don't think that's the right time to sort of go and flaunt. flaunt yeah, it's it, usually right? after Christmas. Yeah, More bother tips for well, working we'll out. We'll be talking to Curtis Stone about hour. Christmas food mm. and Hados and, and everything about what, what we can have and stay underneath uh, you know, the calorie counter. It's coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. Marvelous. but uh, It happened again today. Now, this what? happens in every city. Uh, and people driving home, you can appreciate this. Don't Some say, idiot in a truck. Don't say they hit a tunnel again. Hit. Oh, no. It was this time. It was in Sydney. It was the Harbour Tunnel. Again, so it's in Sydney. Yeah. It all happened a couple of weeks ago. On a, but this happens in every city. Yeah, but it happened about what was it, a couple of months ago at the M5 in Sydney. That's right. Mm. So it, it, this is I th- this crime. They then they don't get punished. So these truck drivers, they get the embarrassment, and uh, but there are you know tens of thousands of people who are inconvenienced. That, that is an hour or two hours out of which, their lives, which, which was, is lost. Which tunnel was it? Today it was the Sydney Harbour Tunnel. Well, that's dangerous, mate. That is actually dangerous. I, I understand yeah. the dangers, but I see everyone has got, got to be a stuff. consequence. There's got to be a consequence. You're right, mm. Matty. What's yeah. your idea, Dan, for this? What, what's your? I'll, I'll get your ideas, but here's my idea. Yeah. You've got to make this hurt. You've got to give them an incentive not to go in. Because they would have to know, these truck drivers, that they're... They shouldn't be in the tunnels they're in the border. first place. They've got to know, geez, I'm close here. I would find them $100 for every single person that's been inconvenienced. So say they establish that 5,000 people have been inconvenienced. Okay. That's a $100 fine per person. That's a half-million-dollar fine in that instance for the company. And if the truck driver's working on his own, it's on the truck driver. What if he can't pay it? Then, then go out of business, or you have to go to court. You have to, you have to, you okay, have to so receive severe, severe. it. Here's what I'm looking. I'm trying to find an incentive. Yeah. See, finding someone half a million dollars doesn't help incentive you, doesn't help do me, no. doesn't mm. help Maddie, no. doesn't help people driving. Anyway. But what what does help is these idiot truck drivers not taking the risk. That's what this is all hey, about. Us, what's your um, punishment? Well, well but, but before I get to the punishment, what about there's some sort of area? At least back from these tunnels that actually stop them going further and forward. It's surely it's easy to retrieve a truck a kilometre away from a tunnel. So being a lot more proactive in actually stopping these vehicles going forward into a tunnel where it's impossible to get forward. Surely that's an option. So too. you're saying right at the entrance to the tunnel, basically having having a barrier there right yeah. at the exact well, well, a, ca- well a kilometre further back Brilliant so that idea. the incident's actually happening where the traffic flow is a, a little more accessible mm. that's a brilliant idea that's very good oh mate I'm a genius don't worry about that but what would be your punishment for, for people that would say offend in a well, tunnel well you know it's it's look mistakes happen but I think a bit like Dan I reckon there should be no. it, it should it should be at least a situation where They've got their their height requirements in front of them. They know exactly how close it is. Yep. And then I think it's just about revoking a licence in that yeah. case because that is just unacceptable. It is. It really is. What yeah. about you, Bob? Same. Revoke the licence. Well, apparently there's a new law in New South Wales for the Sydney Harbour Bridge or the Sydney Harbour Tunnel. It's a $2,400 fine, please, and the loss mm. of rego. Okay, all right, that's, that's some incentive. Mm. But that's not going to stop it. That's not going to stop idiots taking the well, risk. It hasn't from the, the Sydney the, 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 the Sydney Harbour Bridge Tunnel to the M5 one. I do love Matty Hayden's idea, though. That's very good. That's like, don't they have that for backstroke for swimmers? You've got the 15-metre warning. Yeah, the flag. <laughs> the flag. It's the flag, and then you actually count your strokes. So if you're, if you're a six-stroke into the wall sort of individual, then you go one, two, three, thank you, and then you turn. I you know what we need to the, do? I don't see the problem in actually saying to them, 
I mean, a lot of people say, well, okay, the trip and so forth. But actually saying to them, no semi-trailers in tunnels. Surely there's a standard height, though, Boz, for... There for is, but you see, as you're going through quickly, like, Matt, he's going through the tunnel, you see it up the top, you know, vehicles over the height of whatever it is, say 3.6 metres are not allowed. But if you're going at, I don't know, we well, should be going, say, 60, 70. I think it's only 80 in the tunnels, isn't mm. it? So it's very difficult sometimes to see. But they should know. If they're working for a company, like Dan said, the company should turn around and say, you know, this truck is only... Four metres, you can't go M5, you can't go Sydney Tunnels. Surely yeah. with technology as well, though, you could actually have some sort of tracking device, GPS, which actually wouldn't allow you to even no, get into that, that position as well. That would be phenomenal. Just switch the engine off completely. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so the show, we're ideas, man, aren't we? Completely. Oh, no, that's a wonderfully safe suggestion. Oh, hey, you know, so, so, yeah. so you a kilometre out, you go past, beep, 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 beep. Warning, 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 and, warning. What, and then it, it automatically cuts the no, engine. I'm going to take it a step further. Correct. And this will Why not? provide another job. I'll have somebody on the top of a tunnel with one of those uh, ray guns. You know that, that take out all the electricity. Yeah. So if it's over a certain yeah. height, he would have got the warning. You, if he keep going, he just shoots the car. The whole electricity goes. You're not going to. No one's going to get hurt with semi trailer. Yeah, you were going so well, the both of you, and then you had to take it too far. It's the KFC <laughs> summer session. Curtis Stone joins us next. The KFC summer session.